0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Talking Property is proudly brought to you by the Johannesburg Social Housing Company, Josh Co. Well, absolutely. We are talking property and today we're talking from a downsizing point of view, the do's and don'ts of downsizing your property. Now, this can be a very significant decision that comes with both benefits and challenges. Whether you are looking to reduce costs, perhaps you're looking to simplify your lifestyle or accommodate changing needs, it's essential to approach the process thoughtfully and strategically. With the increasing cost of living coupled with the highest interest rate in nearly 15 years, many bondholders may also be looking to downsize to make their money go further. Whatever the reason for moving to a smaller home, there are a few things to consider to make downscaling a little bit easier. And so in this conversation, we'll delve into what you should consider. Joining us to guide us is Real, uh, Realty Property Group Managing Director, Grant Smear. And if you have calls, questions, comments, you let me know, 0861987000. Grant, welcome to Power Lunch. How are you doing?
1: Uh, well, and so thank you for me.
0: So what are the current trends when it comes to real estate for downsizing property?
1: Yes, I think one of the biggest considerations or two big considerations in terms of downsizing is firstly, as you mentioned, financial and budget. So the carrying cost of a large property in terms of maintenance and costs is, is can be uh, quite restrictive on people. And part two is actually security, where people are moving from larger um, full uh, full type of homes, intersection type of complexes for security. Mm,
0: absolutely. You know, I live in a complex with people who are past their retirement and so many at the moment are moving into retirement villages and retirement homes and therefore downsizing. And so I think when we think of downsizing, we're thinking because of economic challenges we're downsizing, but it could also be because of your personal or your family's changing needs. Needs, right, Grant.
1: Yes, yeah, seriously I think um, you know, a lot of people will um, have a family and buy larger homes to to bring up their kids. And once their kids leave home, empty nest syndrome, and they want a smaller place mm. to simplify their lives. And um, there's not necessary to carry a three or four to four bedroom home. They can get away with a, a two bed or one bedroom flat. Um, but also the opportunity to move into areas that maybe are are sort of more aligned with their current lifestyle. So, for example, in the Western Cape if you move from um, the suburbs into an area like Sea Point, you're downsizing, but you, you're relocating for uh, lifestyle options.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the potential financial benefits and then also the considerations associated with downsizing. I mean, we're talking about reduced maintenance costs, property taxes, things of that nature.
1: Yes, So, so like you say, reduced, reduced finance costs are the cost of, of keeping that home, reduced um, rates and taxes because of, of the value of your property. If you downsize into a property that's worth less than where you currently are. Um, you know, if you're in, a, in an HOA, a homeowner association or sectional type of complex already and you're downsizing, it will be a decrease in levies. And, and like you said, decrease in maintenance costs. Uh, larger properties with garden areas, as an example, cost a lot more than a sectional type of flat mm. without. Um,
0: any hidden costs that we're not even thinking of, Grant? Mm.
1: Yeah, i think the the one big thing that always sort of gets ignored you look at your monthly cost but but the cost of buying a home the cost of moving can be quite high so when you do buy a new property you've got to pay your your um your transfer duties and your transfer fees which are fees to attorneys as well as your bond registration costs if you're taking additional finance um, and then also the cost of actually moving your home um it, it can be quite expensive and the last part to consider is when you are moving to a section or complex Levies can be quite high, and mm. you must also make sure you're not going to be subject to special levies if they are in that complex.
0: I mean, how do you make sure you're not subject to special levies? Those come about as and when they do.
1: Yes, I mean, uh, you know, I think the first thing to do is just look at the at, look at the complex. How is how does it look? Um, is, has it been recently painted? um how does the maintenance look? Because that's a, the first sign of of issues. But then look at the the latest meeting minutes so the um, uh agm so the annual general meeting minutes they'll also talk about whether special levies are, are imminent or not and then have a conversation with the managing agent to see if anything's been discussed in, in trustee meetings as an example and you get an indication um, of special levies.
0: yeah and we talk about um homeowners associations and and things of that nature on a regular basis and so you know those types of um the minutes from those meetings all of those books are available so it would be wise to have a look at those
1: absolutely yeah i mean i think i think fully investigating a complex not just jumping into a property i think you often get emotionally attached to property because of its location or how it looks but you need to fully investigate before you, you you look at purchasing
0: yeah absolutely okay so legal and regulatory considerations what should we think about here
1: Yes, yeah, so there's really nothing in terms of downsizing. I mean, you own your own home and you are downsizing your property. Maybe if you are downsizing your home and selling your current home, you need to make sure that you're not going to be, or you do give notice on your bond, adequate notice, uh, 90 days, so that you don't suffer any penalties. But from a, from a regulatory or legal point of view, there's no real limitations in terms of downsizing um, your property unless you're on re- into retirement village uh, or retirement homes where you need to be older than the age of 55 uh, for, to move into one of those spaces.
0: I didn't know that. But of course, that would be a rule for a retirement village. Otherwise, what are you doing there? Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Okay, so can you highlight some of the key differences between downsizing to a smaller house? Um, uh, And we've talked a little bit about a retirement community and, you know, a, a sectional title. But you know, what are the key differences? What can we keep in mind?
1: Yes, I mean, if you're going to move into a smaller, uh, a smaller house, a full title home, you're still going to be responsible for all the maintenance and all the upkeep yeah. of that property, the garden um, and the property itself. A sectional title complex, again, you share in the common property with the rest of the owners and you'll pay a levy there. there won't be a levy applicable to a full title home. Mm. And then a retirement village really comes to, or retirement space comes down to the services that offer the retirees in that, in that property. So you will be paying quite high levies if there are, for example, a higher care services or or doctor services or medical services on site. Um, Or you could move into a designated retirement, but it's really just more like a sectional type of complex designated for for retirees, where the levies are going to be slightly lower. There are quite a lot of considerations in terms of services available to you, and you will obviously pay for that by your levies um, if you move into these complexes.
0: Is there a way to effectively assess the resale value, the the, the potential appreciation of properties um, one is considering for downsizing? What factors should we be looking at?
1: Yeah, look, there's no there's no guarantee in terms of sort of future appreciation of property. But um, you know, if you are you, you would ultimately be using a realtor. They'd be able to give you an indication of the historic track record of an area, as well as the forecast track record um, of the of the property going forward. You obviously need to just do a sense check on that because realtors can sometimes, um, you know, help, help you wear rose-tinted glasses when you're when you you looking at a property. So, you want to make sure that you sense check the facts that they're giving you. Um, but areas that are under demand, that are well-located, provide uh, access to amenities and services generally uh, would appreciate in value over a period of time. Mm. But it's a really difficult sort of assessment to make.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And so where would a person begin? I I suppose you do an internal audit of your own finances, your own needs. And then what does one do, Grant?
1: Yeah, so so certainly an internal audit of both your financial situation as well as your your sort of listed of of uh, needs or, or demands um, for the next property so what would you be giving up in terms of where you currently are from a space perspective and location to where you want to go mm-hmm. and then I, I would I would do a full budget assessment of currently what is my financial situation and what would it look like um if I uh, purchased the property in the area that I want to be in as well as the cost of moving that across so like I said earlier the moving costs and the the cost of purchasing a property as well as actually selling the Sorry, the one cost that's ignored is the cost of selling your property um, in terms of estate agent commission, yes. um, certificates of compliance or anything that relates to the sale of your existing property.
0: Yes, so with all of that in mind, then you make a decision uh, and start what, consulting with somebody such as yourself?
1: Yeah, I think you know the best is always to, to just sit down with, with a realtor or a couple of realtors that are trusted in the area you want to move to have, help, have, have them help walk through an assessment of, of your situation and where you want to go and whether or not it does align with your needs. Um, you know, there, there is also the opportunity to buy into newer complexes. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd approach potential developers where there aren't necessarily the costs of buying the property in terms of transfer fees. So that's a cheaper option to go towards where you buy into a new newer development with developers.
0: So we're obviously seeing this as a trend. Um, Are we seeing, um, you know, are we seeing more of it than ever before? Or is this always just something that happens in the property world?
1: Yeah, I think it's sort of, um, you know, you've got to choose which which, um, makes more sense for you at the time. Buying into new complexes has certainly been a a big trend over the last sort of um, probably five or six years. And that's largely because of the cost of buying is absorbed by the developers. But, um, you know, you need to look at, look and assess at the cost of buying new versus buying older. And I think it comes in swings and roundabouts as uh, developments become more and more expensive. Sure. People look at older homes to buy and renovate. Mm. And that's true for many, many areas. Um, you know, Parkhurst is a great example of, mm. of older homes being bought and renovated. And once that the cost got too much, people moved away from those areas and looked at, at developments. Mm. So so it swings and roundabouts. Depends where the, where the area is in the property cycle.
0: Somebody the other day said, "I live in the parks." I was like, "What? What is the parks? Parkhurst, Parkview? It's called the parks now. This is what yes, it, it is." is. It's uh, the yeah, the collective is the parks. Very interesting. All right. Common pitfalls or mistakes that people make when downsizing, Grant?
1: I, I think the common pitfalls relating to downsizing is the same as when you're buying properties is just jumping at the property and being put under pressure by, example, the realtor. Or the the illusion of the mind, or anything else. I think you need to take your time when you when you're investing in a property, whether it's for an investment or for your your primary residence, and just take your time, properly assess the situation, properly assess the property, and then purchase it with it, and and then not end up having that sort of buyer's regret down the line. Yes, um, so do do your research fully, spend your time looking at your finances, and make sure you're well prepared for everything.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. If there's a closing uh, last comment that you'd like to leave us with.
1: Yeah, I think the, the biggest issue that we're seeing with people is just not assessing their finance as well. Mm. So I think you know, if you need to approach a financial advisor who doesn't have a vested interest in in the in your property journey, and just get them to help you make sure that your financials or your finances are in the right place to downsize, it's um, probably a great starting point.
0: Yeah. Well, there we go. That is Grant Smear, who's with us talking a little bit about uh, downsizing, downsizing, the do's and don'ts of downsizing your property. Talking Property was proudly brought to you by the Johannesburg Social Housing Company, Josh Co. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za
1: or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.